Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Editor Knows Best. My name is Katyra Poland. I'm the hostess of the podcast and also the CEO of Love for Words and Editing Boutique. Um, I do have a special guest today, but before we jump into that, just a reminder, Editor Knows Best airs every other Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find Editor Knows Best. So please do tune in. Um, it's specifically for authors, writers, literary uh, champions, and professionals to tune in and hear from other professionals, um, get advice, recommendations, talk about their work, and um, just a space for us to be able to um, have important conversations in the literary world. Um, so today's guest is A.A. Lewis, and she will be sharing more. Um, but first, I will give you an introduction to her before we jump in. She is a promising, promising rising star in the urban literature world. Her, <laughs> I'm going to let her pronounce the word <laughs> um, when she um, when we start the interview. So her writing style allows her to pin characters and stories that resonates with readers. Her ability to deliver the unexpected has earned her a best-selling title several times on Amazon. With realistic stories of urban life, it's no wonder why A.A. Lewis is becoming a favorite among readers. She was born and raised in Buffalo, New York, attended the Buffalo Academy for Visual and Performing Arts, which developed and nurtured her creative spirit. She's the creator of the Black Readers Appreciation Event, or B-R-A-E. It's building a platform of information designed to assist authors enhance their brand. Through social media, live interviews, and consistent content posts, A.A. Lewis is helping bridge the gap between authors and those that support the writing or reading communities. Thank you so much for being on the show today, AA. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And before we move forward, um, do you mind pronouncing your writing style? I, it's in your bio, but I don't <laughs> no. want No, no, that's okay. Um, I refer to it as Sophista Ratchet. Um, okay. I, I love drama, but I not in my life, but in my characters. And mm-hmm. I tend to write mature drama. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's without ratchet behavior from some of my characters. So I kind of coined the two. It's it's sophisticated in that the characters are a little bit mature and they should know better and tend to live a certain lifestyle um, and are up in age. Um, but drama does follow my characters. So sophista ratchet. Okay, thank you so much. Um, that sounds exciting. So for those of you who are listening, if Sophista Ratchet sounds like that's something you want to read, then you need to go get A.A. Lewis's books. <laughs> so can you tell me and the audience um, who or what motivated you to become an author? Um, I always knew that I wanted to write. Um, I did not think that I would be on this side of writing. Um, I wanted to be a sitcom writer when I was younger uh, because by nature, I have a silly disposition. Um, it's, it's part of my personality. And I thought I would be great at that. And when you move outside of New York State um, and you have a family and uh, you enter the corporate world, 
you realize that you're not as black and white as you you thought you could be that there's still a creative spirit within you um so i went from writing screen um plays um and scripts to writing stories and short stories which ultimately led me down the path of becoming an author okay and were these fictional short stories Yes, fictional uh, short stories. Okay, okay. So at what point did you decide you wanted to move from writing to actually becoming a published author? Um, It was 2016 and we became empty nesters. And my husband said, uh, you promised yourself that once you were free and you had time to yourself, that you were pursue writing. And I gave him every excuse in the book. I said, no, like, it's not the time. I'm climbing the corporate ladder. I like this lane that I'm in. And he said, but you promised yourself. Right. And I, like I said, I had every excuse. I, I need a new computer because I had been sharing computers with kids like my whole life. And, and he went and bought a new computer. And I said, well, I don't have a safe space to write. And then he created that within the house. So he kind of removed all the obstacles and barriers that I had I had put before myself to give me a reason why I couldn't and made it so that I could. And that's when the journey started. And out of that came my series, The 716. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit more about the series? But yeah, the series is set in Buffalo. Um, it's kind of my love letter to the city. Um, it's set in the 90s and it's also set to the music of that era. So it's about girlfriends and uh, their quest to find love and how sometimes that leads you to love uh, not so desirable men. So we get to watch them walk through their their love life or this, their journey with these individuals and see how we go from young adults making um, young adult decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, not, not always the best. They have consequences, whether they're good or bad. And we watch the relationships develop over, you know, the next 10 years. And it leads you to the question like, can you love someone who lives the street life? Mm -hmm. um, what are those consequences? And for some of the female characters, you know, it's a firm no. Like this, right. this is not for me. Mm -hmm. And then there's there's some that you know have managed through it. And the I guess the question, ultimate question is, does that lead to a happily ever after? Mm -hmm. Like what does that life look like? And we get to watch that play out through these uh, with these characters. And the, I, I think the, the biggest piece of it is the, the musical tie that it has because mm -hmm. we say that music is the soundtrack of our lives. Well, you get to hear all of your favorite songs play out because they, they, they actually are the titles of the chapters in all three of these books. And it, it gives you insight on the character and, and their emotional state or the situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. um, you get to see it reflective in the characters. And I think it's just such a unique, a unique take on urban culture and music and how it influences us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing about that. Um, would you <laughs> ever consider turning this into a play? Um, not so much a play. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, but... Uh, 
um, I don't mind putting it out there because, you know, you put it out there and the universe is listening. Um, it is being talked about being a series. Okay. Um, that could possibly go into production as awesome. early as next year. Um, the Thank you. The only caveat is that I really want to film it in Western New York. Right. And right. since I live in Michigan, making sure that this is something that we can actually put into place. Um, the option was to have it filmed in Detroit. And I was like, as much as I like Detroit, yeah, I'm not from Detroit. It's right. called the 716. And I, I feel in order for the story to have um, the, the, the vibe that I wanted to, Western New York has to be present. We just can't take shots of the streets and and say that, you know, this is it. I want the representation of everything from Rochester down to Buffalo. I want that corridor to speak mm -hmm. um, in this series. And so we're working on it and hopefully we can make that work. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. And I'm always excited to hear that authors don't limit themselves. So your book can become, you know, an audio book. Your book can become a part of curriculum. Your mm -hmm. book can become a play. Your book can take you places beyond just the pages that you've written. So for yes. those who are listening, who are already published or walking into the publishing field, just know the book is just the beginning and not the end. And there are so many opportunities that come along with your book. And so okay. often I, I see, you know, authors, you know, when they go to expos and have their tables, they created a brand. So they have mugs, they have pencils, they have t-shirts, they have all of these other things that were birthed from their books. So never feel like the book is the end and it can, you know, it's just the beginning. So I encourage you all to keep an open mind and when you do have books and seeing how else you can capitalize and, and grow your influence and branding. Um, so I, I highly encourage that. Um, how do you feel about that, A.A. Lewis? Like, have you seen that your book has presented you with opportunities um, since becoming an author? Yes, um, like you said, it's the beginning. And I am a visualist, meaning I always see the big picture. I may not understand how I'm going to end up there, but I always see the big picture and it's never the potential of what the picture looks like. It's the big picture. Mm -hmm. So in this journey, and I think it was the reason why I had so many excuses is because I saw what the end goal could look like. And the best thing about that is that that picture keeps changing. So the more I become comfortable in my craft, the more and the brighter and more detailed that that picture is for me. And I've learned to just accept it. So with that being said, my brand or the start of the brand was the 716. And then out of that, mm -hmm. you know, the audio books, the yeah. lectures, the development of content that mm -hmm. I feel like other authors need to hear, um, the sharing of information. Uh, this weekend, someone said I was the literary plug, which I thought was hilarious, but it kind of made sense because walking through this journey as an author, I had so many questions that went unanswered. And as I found that information, I said, I didn't want anyone else to feel this way. So right. I'm gonna share, like if, if I know that mm -hmm. knowledge is power in this industry. Like I want everybody else to feel as com confident and as powerful as I do. Mm -hmm. And and if I don't know, then I'll do my best to figure out for us. 
you know, what we can do to continue to build on our brand. So the brand starts with just writing the book. Everything else is elevated once it's it goes it, once it's produced. So once you have a published uh, manuscript copy and it's sitting there on your table and you're at an expo, you literally should be thinking about what the next step in this journey is for you. Because um, ultimately, yes, we want everybody to read our book, but not everybody wants to pick up paperback. So is it on ebook format? Have we thought about or considered audiobooks? Um, some of us are visualists. So we have to keep saying to ourselves, like it, it's not, this is this is, isn't the end all be all. Right. The book is the beginning of the journey of your brand. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. So again, um, take it from AI, take it from myself. We're both published authors. It's just a beginning for you and don't um, limit yourselves when it comes to being authors. So um, the reason that I invited AA to be on the show is because I saw a post on her Instagram and it was about the price increase on Amazon for uh, KDP, for authors who have their books on there. So I thought it would be a fantastic topic for the podcast because so many self-published authors do use Amazon and are being impacted by this increase. So I really would love to hear your perspective on this AA, uh, whether or not you use Amazon, um, if you have advice for people who do, and how you see this impacting self-published authors um, now and in the future. Um, Well, thank you, because... (laughs) Someone else had asked me this question and I, I kind of shied away from it because I know that sometimes when we speak, people take it as is and, and we have to look at where we're at in our writing journey, our journey. So Amazon is a necessary evil for me. It just is. I've always felt that way from the, the, the moment I started my journey because Amazon is not as transparent as we want them to be. And I first go back to, I don't think that this is a a platform that was intended for black authors. Mm -hmm. I, I, I honestly don't believe that they thought that the urban literary community would take off the way that it has in the last 15, 20 years. So with that being said, the transparency isn't there for us. We're not quite sure what the pricing looks like. They'll give us scenarios, but they'll never give us the actual data. Um, we we know that there's a price to do business with them. And because they are one of the larger retail uh, platforms for us to sell on, we've just become accustomed to whatever it is that they give us. So if you are fortunate to receive a payment every month from Amazon, it's like, yay. Mm -hmm. But over the years, we've seen that that amount that's paid to us dwindle down. And now with even more cuts, you know, it's happening again. And and the thing is, we don't know that formula. So that's my biggest issue with Amazon is that they're not as forthcoming with the data. They will tell you to go, it's part of the worldwide, you know, fun, universal fun, Mm -hmm. but they never quite tell us how that breaks down to how they're paying us. So it's a necessary evil because we've also trained readers to purchase from them. Mm -hmm. It's simple. 
one click and you can get a book. Right. You can download a book. You can listen to audio books from them. Yeah. Um, so much so that most readers have Kindles in their home. So, or, or on their tablet, iPad, or even their phone. And we've just trained our readers to depend on them just as much as we have. Right. And while I will never say, don't use Amazon because I'm always going to use Amazon. I know that there's going to be readers of mine who still prefer to purchase that way. Mm -hmm. What I will say, I think is now is the time for us to think about diversifying right. the platforms on which we sell our goods. For sure. And I've always been a fan of having a interactive web page for yourself. Yep. And I think if you're one of those authors who has a web page and you are just now um, putting out content, you might want to think about making it so that you can sell your books on your platform and slowly start directing your readers and, and engagement to that platform. There's also other platforms that you can load books up to, um, other apps. So just keeping in mind that we don't have to depend so much on Amazon mm -hmm. um, to, to offer streams of income as authors. Um, there's other resources out there. And all we need to do is take a moment to do the research mm -hmm. um, so that we, we're at least aware of what's available. And not everything is free. So you have to plan accordingly. Um, but if we're more informed about our options we won't feel so defeated when these changes happen from the bigger platforms that we we've come to rely on so much and that's that's my only thing is that we've relied on amazon mm -hmm. so heavily mm -hmm. that these changes are going to impact us mm -hmm. and i just don't want it to be a discouragement but we should take this as a time for us to also transition and think again about how we're gonna sell our books. Mm -hmm. And what do we really wanna use Amazon for? And I know speaking for me personally, um, a few of my books are going through rebranding. Mm -hmm. And I thought now's a perfect time mm -hmm. for me to offer my, you know, any new books on my platform exclusively. Sure. And, you know, maybe do just my eBooks and audiobooks after mm -hmm. a few months of sales on my platform and then offer them on Amazon as a way to recoup some of the costs of producing these items. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm just restructuring how I conduct my, my brand as an author and also, like I said, uh, steering the readers to my website mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for content and for engagement versus just letting them go to Amazon and pick. I think it's a much better look for us right now, especially with the way social media is going. Mm -hmm. Like authors want to hear from us. They want to know where we're going to be at. Um, you can't get that type of information off of Amazon, but you can get it from my webpage. So I think it allows me to have a more um, in-depth uh I guess, connection with readers if I start to engage them a little bit more differently and just utilizing the platform that's already there, which is my website. For sure. Thank you. And I also agree that for those of you who are authors who already have books or are moving in that direction to capitalize on your website, we pay for our websites. 
you know, typically you have a web manager or you're paying a monthly fee. So you might as well utilize it. Mm-hmm. So you can post it, you can, you know, get copies of your books and then, you know, mail them out that way. And you'll be able to keep more of the, the royalty versus getting a percentage from Amazon. So that's a, a smart option. Are there any other platforms you're using besides Am- Amazon, like Lulu or anything like that, AA? I do. I use Ingram Sparks. Okay. And right before um, Amazon had announced their changes, I had posted like a few weeks prior, Ingram Sparks was redoing their, uh, restructuring their fees that they were charging to produce books to our advantage. So literally at the same time, Amazon said, hey, we're gonna charge you more, you're gonna make less, right? Uh, Ingram Sparks said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna take away or do away with a lot of these fees and make it easier for you to use us mm-hmm. for your printing services. And they offered uh, distribution. Oh, and wow. it's, it's distribution to a lot of places that, you know, for Amazon, we had to take a, an additional cut for. Mm-hmm. So once you start really doing your homework, um, you're gonna see that it's, it's not a loss. You can still get or still have ebooks, hard uh, paperbacks, hard copies um, produced from other platforms, and be able to make a have a savings. But to me, it seems like the the move for and I, I have a feeling like Lulu is gonna follow suit soon too. Um, more control over the mediums that you put out, meaning it's making it a little bit more cost effective, but still giving you the distribution that so many of us, especially if you're an indie author, mm-hmm. um, you don't have that type of, uh, I guess, management. You were still relying on Amazon to say, hey, let me connect you to Barnes and Noble. No, we, th- these other platforms do that for you too. They also take it a step further because there's libraries and uh, mom and pop bookstores can order from uh, Lulu and Instagram, uh, not Instagram, um, Ingram Sparks. Um, they can also um, do worldwide. So we're not missing anything by looking into these other platforms to see what they're offer. And I love the, fa- the way that they've done away with the fees because mm-hmm. now you can upload, pay one price and um, have books shipped to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. So mm-hmm. I've, I've always utilized them, but this change has definitely made me want to continue to like maybe put out my books that way first mm-hmm. versus going to the default, which is Amazon. For sure. Yeah, so thank you so much for sharing that. And I know our audience sees the value in that. So again, it's not about doing away with Amazon. Of course, if that's what you prefer, if you think that's best, you can, but you don't have to. There are plenty of other options um, that you can capitalize on different platforms. So again, you don't have to limit yourself. So um, don't feel like you have to be tied to Amazon because there's a lot of there are a lot of other ways you can sell your book and get it to um, the public. So thank you, AA, for sharing information. So there's one more place okay. that I, I failed to mention because I think when it comes to audiobooks, mm-hmm. with uh, Amazon still majority share of mm-hmm. that um, type of listening. Um, but uh, book funnel. 
Okay. Book Funnel also does audiobooks. It allows you to uh, put up your audiobook that way. It's still in the beta um, trial period, but I think it's going live soon. Um, but they also do ebooks. Mm-hmm. And it's it's easily integrated, integratable into your websites. And again, with a little homework, uh, a little self-educating, or if you know someone who's that just that tech savvy, mm-hmm. they can certainly do this um, and not miss the opportunity to still sell those types of media mm-hmm. um, to their uh, to their readers or to their followers. So again, there's so many other platforms out there. We just we just have to do some research. Absolutely. Yeah. So the important part of that, again, is due diligence, finding out what will work for you, which platforms mm-hmm. you like, which ones you don't like. So with anything in life, you know, you have to do your research. Um, to make sure you're making a wise decision, a safe decision, a healthy decision. Um, and that also applies to being an author, entrepreneur, etc. So don't lose that um, on this journey either. Um, so we are both indie authors. Um, and I would love for you to share like words of encouragement and advice. A lot of our listeners are diving into, you know, becoming self-published authors and have questions. So uh, what would you say um, to encourage them to move forward and, you know, any advice you have for them? Um, it sounds very simple and I'm sure you've heard it before. Um, write the book. Mm-hmm. Just write it because mm-hmm. that's going to be, believe it or not, the hardest part. Is to get the story out of you. I don't care if you're old school and you grab paper and pen, if you can type it out or if you have to dictate it through the computer or on your phone. The hardest part is to get the story out of you because there's help along the way. But go ahead and write the story. Just get it out. And that's the start of your journey. The other piece is to allow yourself to be vulnerable to criticism. Um, because writing is a personal piece of you. Um, every story that I've written is my baby. And I think Erica Badu said it best. Like we're sensitive about our craft, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, it is not going to be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you know who your targeted audience is, is key. But along this journey, you're going to meet so many individuals who are going to be willing to help you and to assist you. And and the reason why I say is just why I say write the story is because you can find a good editor Mm -hmm. who can clean up and and make sure your sentence flow and your story flows so that the reader stays engaged. But that doesn't happen without your story. Right. You can find an excellent uh, graphic designer to, who will do your book cover, but there'll be no beautiful uh, images to portray your story if you don't start with just getting it out of you. So I think just being open to being vulnerable and telling your story, whether it's fiction or it's nonfiction or, you know, if it's a cookbook, whatever it is, just do it. Mm-hmm. Do it first and then everything else will start to fall in place. But you have to start somewhere. And I think allowing ourselves to be vulnerable is key. Absolutely. And I agree. Uh, One of my favorite quotes is, you can't edit a blank page. So again, as AA said, it's really about getting your story down, whether that's typing it. Um, Some people, it's called read to text. So you can Mm -hmm. say it out loud, you know, type it for you. 
Now, disclaimer with that, you do have to go back and check. Sometimes it doesn't hear the right words. Also, punctuation is sometimes missing, but that's another way that people use to write their books. So, you know, if you want to type it or handwrite it, um, whatever way works best for you, you just have to get it down um, so that you can get it to the publishing stage. Um, and again, thank you, AA, for offering those words of advice. Um, are there any tools or resources you would recommend to those who uh, need help on their writing journey? Um, I like um, I like the, some basic things. I like to have a good array of the sources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, handy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love the uh, Pro Write Edge is a uh, Pro Write Eight okay. is the um, software that I use when I'm ready to write. Um, I love that because it allows me to pick the the genre Mm -hmm. um, that I'm writing in so that it knows a little bit about the structure and and some of the key words that they want to hear. So if it's sort of a romance novel, Mm -hmm. um, it'll pick up on things and even offer suggestions. Um, There's a free version of that. And then there's one that you can pay a, a yearly fee there's also a lifetime uh, amount uh, fee that you can pay and, and that'll be that. But that's a great tool to use. Um, but the dictionary and some good thesauruses, I like the emotional thesaurus. Um, there's uh, an action thesaurus. There's um, verbs, adjectives, you name it. I'll have those open because um, sometimes when you're writing a story, you, you tend to use the same words over and over again. And, and I'm learning that I need to be a little bit more diverse in the words I, I choose. Um, and, and again, keeping in line with the theme of whatever it is that I'm writing, I need to make sure the, the audience can follow along and it just flows. So um, doing that, and I like to have uh, a group of honest friends, mm-hmm. whether they're in the community or not, um, because I like to hear that it's okay for me not to be perfect, but that I just have to keep going. And if, you know, if one ideal doesn't stick or if I am trying to make this story happen and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I freeze up and um, I have writer's block. It's okay to start another um, story or it's okay to take care of my mental health during this time so that when I go back to the book, I have a clear mind and and clear thoughts so that I can get through that project. Um, I just think surrounding yourself with some some people who care about you and your craft is key. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for um, sharing that advice and giving us a glimpse into um, the things that you've used to make the journey easier for yourself. And I know that the listeners appreciate that. And thank you again for being a guest today. Um, before we close, I would love for you to tell our listeners where they can find your books and find out more about you. Sure. Um, I am on social media, uh, author A.A. Lewis on Facebook, um, A underscore A underscore Lewis 716 on um, IG and on TikTok. Um, I put out content or useful content, I should say, at least once a week. And I also do interviews. Um, so about things in the community that I think uh, we all could benefit from. Um, 
my books, my website, author AA Lewis, um, dot com. I, no, dot net. Okay. Yes, dot net. I always do that. Um, and you can find my books on there. I am redoing my website as we speak. Um, just so that again, trying to diversify, all my books will be loaded up on the website, um, by the end of this month and you'll be able to purchase there as well as on Amazon, um, and a few other platforms that are happening. And I am getting ready. I think I have four more expos this year that I'll be attending. So I'll be at the Detroit Hustle and Grind this weekend, which is, um, June 10th. Yes, 9th and 10th. I'll be there. Um, I'll also be at the Urban Books Festival in Chicago, uh, with which is the Jessica Watkins Presents event. Um, in August, I'll be in Cleveland or Columbus, Ohio <laughs> for the uh, for the Ohio Kickback uh, in October. And uh, I think I am going to London for the K. Renee book experience. Awesome. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks so much. Um, and thank you again for being a guest. And again, if you're interested in AA, um, her books and uh, following her, please do visit her website and follow her on social media. Thank you all for tuning in to the episode of Editor Knows Best. And you can find an, a new episode every two weeks, 7 p.m. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find Editor Knows Best. Thank you so much, everyone. Be safe and be well.